Welcome back to another episode of the Shorts and Goggles podcast. RJ Liggins and Kevin Reed here on a Tuesday. Zags had a late game last night, so we decided to uh, to wait till tonight to record. But Kev, how's how's the night treating you so far? Well, we have no spicy new Zag takes from that. You know, we thought maybe we would. It it's BYU and Provo. Nah, mm-hmm. they're they're still last dope. team to beat Gonzaga. Um, since about a year ago, as the broadcast kept pointing out. But uh, yeah, nothing too new there. And um, I think we're just so excited to actually jump into our kind of gimmick or, or conversation today. Like, we're just going to bypass all the takes. Yeah, Steph Curry's been awesome and dope. D. Rose is a Nick now. Cool. Uh, Raptors going, coming back. Van V going off. I think, we're, I think we're good. I think we're pretty much up to speed on what's going on. Let's get to the shits, though. We're talking beef today. So yeah. as the great notorious B.I.G., B.I.G., Christopher Wallace once said, what's beef? Kev, where did this idea come from? What's the inspiration behind this conversation? Well, you and I both love these, like, the, they're now called Secret Base is their, is their platform. And you and I both love the series Beef History um, that they put out frequently. And I, as I want to do, we'll, we'll watch a few like of their videos. They've also got the, um, so they've got beef history. They've got, um, collapse. I really like that's a good one as, as well. Um, and then they have a couple of, a couple newer ones they've been trying out lately. Um, but yeah. beef history and collapse are like the two I'll watch frequently. They also have like a three hour dive on the history of the Mariners, which, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'm I'll, happy for you. I'll bro, take my bro. remarks out off this pod because, <laughs> I was about to say, um, yeah, that, that sounds like that's all you. That was not in the show gonna, rundown. So I'm not, not gonna, yet. No. not going to give you a breakdown of that. I'm going to yell at Tyler for, for sliding that in there. So, <laughs> yes. No, but the, so the one I watched the other night, which prompted me texting you about this, um, was Don Nelson, Chris Weber. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll start there. Yeah. So um, just, just starting there. And I like, if we're if you wanted to set some like ground rules of this, um, I'm just whatever. We're 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 shooting we're shooting from the hip here. This is yeah, quintessential shorts and goggles podcast. Minimal, minimal preparation, no rules. We're just gonna bullshit for an hour, see where that gets us. Well, we do. So what I found really interesting about the Chris Weber, Don Nelson beef is that one, you forget that Chris Weber was a warrior. Mm-hmm. That's that's something you, that's something you forget. You even think of like his early career in Washington. You don't think of him as a warrior. Um, two, they shouldn't have beefed. Like the 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 thing that kept like I kept coming back to is that like Chris Weber is like the perfect Don Nelson player. Yeah, especially for the way they were playing during that yeah. time. Run TMC and all that. Like mm-hmm. why? It, a, a beef that should not have happened. And I, I guess, like, if that's a theme of some of my favorite beefs, RJ, is the unnecessary beefs. Why some are you beefing? Of, some of these beefs are, <laughs> especially the, on the rundowns, I've, I actually cooked up a couple, too, that I thought of um, as well that, like, are they just kind of make you chuckle. Like, the my favorite kind of beef, and I, there's a couple different examples of this, but is the, the star player. Um, that's involved with the beef, but really it's just like a one-way street between like a guy that's not as good. Yes. <laughs> say the weird. example I want you to say. Uh, Deshaun and uh, yes. LeBron. Yeah. So I, I just watched that one again, just cause like I get such a kick out of, out of Deshaun and uh, LeBron's beef, but 
um, just because it is just kind of the like where and I remember thinking this in the time too like where does Deshaun like think he's at to be able to just like have this beef with LeBron and like I didn't remember LeBron playing into it as much as like the video shows where it's just like real subtle just like nothing crazy some trash talking but Deshaun man like especially when they and they left this part out of the video when um it's like the after the Mavericks beat the Heat like doesn't Deshaun isn't there a picture of him walking around with like a tell me how my dirt tastes or something like that or it's like teach me how to dirt or something like that it's like it's a play on words but basically just showing that Dirk just got that shitting on LeBron. Um, anyways, man, I didn't mean to, to interrupt you on the, no, the Chris no, Webber beef, we're, but. We're just riffing today. Um, yeah. Can you remind me what in I, 2000s means really upset. I forgot this. What was Deshaun's nickname? Oh man. What was his nickname? Oh no. Cause I remember he had the, the can't feel my face. And the thing is, anytime I think of Deshaun Stevenson, I always – shout out to Endurance. I always think of 2K, like, 8. I think we, yeah. used, to play, we used to play it all the time in, in our freshman, freshman dorm. And he was always the Wizards with Gilbert Arenas, and Deshaun Stevenson was a problem on that team. <laughs> he gave me issues. But he, he did he did have a nickname. He did have the can't feel my face. He – oh, man, what was it? Though? It was like a – it was – it's an alarming nickname. It's a um it's gotta be a like basketball reference or something like that. But, but that's one of my favorite examples of the player that's like the role player that is carrying themselves like a star player. Um and going after a guy like LeBron too, which LeBron is on on a couple of these, but it's it's kind of the same thing over and over again, where it's that lesser player that's um either trying to get into their head or trying to take things personally. Speaking of LeBron, I like was thinking of one that wasn't in the video, but uh, LeBron and Delonte West, which we don't know how much is true about that beef, yeah, that one, yeah. but that was a little bit of spice um, with that one. Any luck tracking down that nickname? No, it's not. Cause is he not born ready or is that someone else? That's Lance. It's Lance. Other That's LeBron wrong antagonists. Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> wrong Stevenson. Yeah. Wrong Stevenson, wrong LeBron antagonist. What's up with these Stevensons antagonizing LeBron? I don't know. My favorite part of the LeBron and Lance Stevenson saga, though, is Lance eventually becoming a teammate on the Lakers with LeBron. And, like, by all accounts, like, any podcast you listen to with NBA players on there or any interview, like, if Lance is on your team, you fucking love that guy. And basically, they all say that he's just, like, the craziest, just, like, wildest dude um hilarious guy in the locker room but with Stevenson and okay with Born Ready and LeBron I mean that one made sense because that was more manufactured by team and matchup more than like anything personal right yeah so that's another kind of beef that we could take a look at too is just like the teams that constantly play each other and kind of develop a rivalry just through constantly seeing each other in the playoffs and I guess Deshaun and LeBron kind of started like that too Okay, so we have three different categories right now. We yeah. have unnecessary. Why are you beefing? Yeah, the what? What is going on, beef? <laughs> There's yeah. no reason to have a beef. Yeah. Um, we have like just ge- ge- rivals, geographic rivals. It's more about the more traditional about rivals. The person, it's more about the team. It's more about the circumstances. Like, yep. okay, and. Yeah. 
So we have those two. Mm. And then, um, you, I, oh, the other one, like star player versus like little um, role player, lesser on, player. On, like, yeah. Just rah, 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 like yeah. in someone's ear. Okay. It's the Chihuahua versus the like Doberman matchup. Yes, and that's a good like, way And you're looking at the Chihuahua like, why are you barking so much, bro? <laughs> okay, new nominee for unnecessary beef. Okay. Shaq and David Robinson. Yes. Okay, I was hoping you would bring this one up too because this is hilarious. What's your what's your I, thoughts I'm on that one? I'm continuing my like. I don't hate Shaq, by the way. I'm not like a like. Yeah. I want to clarify my three week like Shaq rant is. <laughs> it is worth pointing out though that Shaq has probably more videos than anybody else in, in that playlist. So he's yeah. he's got a lot of beefs. It's part of his nature, man. That's what yeah. he does. Except the David Robinson one's egregious because he just openly makes up a lie. Mm-hmm. And like which we've seen Jordan do and we like we see people do. Yeah. But like Shaq has been like playing up this lie about David Robinson dissing him when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Or years he played that up and then was like no david robinson did not do that like he's too nice like obviously david robinson didn't do that because david robinson's the admiral and a nice guy yeah and that was what was so crazy about it i 100 believed it too for the longest time i thought that was a real story and it never made sense to me because everything you hear about david robinson is the exact opposite of that kind of encounter yes. So I was, but so I remember hearing, yeah, that it was fake. And like, I felt like someone told me that like Santa wasn't real. I was like, I believe this my whole life. Like, what are you talking about? Um, what, there wasn't a point where Robinson had any animosity towards Shaq because Robinson doesn't have animosity towards anybody, right? I don't think Robinson has animosity towards anyone at all. No. Yeah. So, yeah. no, definitely. I think that's a good categorized, like, unnecessary beef, but. Provided some pretty good, uh, some pretty good moments. Um, anything? Is there another one here in that kind of unnecessary beef category? Unnecessary beef. So let me look. I'm like, thinking. Why are, you, why are you beefing? I think the Chris Weber, Jalen Rose one fits into this. Ooh. Go on. I think. Okay, so I think how it started as a beef. D- shouldn't have happened and i think now it's just taken on such a life of its own that it's kind of like reached the point of no return so to speak where it's like both guys are like saying like oh yeah like i'm open to making up but then they're never gonna actually make up what's your starting point for that beef is it chris weber not knowing timeouts or is it like the whole thing with <laughs> the booster? i think it's the the part about the booster i mean like so so I've read the Fat Five book by Mitch Alwyn. I read Jalen's book. Um, it kind of, you get the impression that there was not animosity, but I think there was like a little, like small resentment that Chris was leaving before the rest of the guys were ready to make the jump. Um, I think like Juwan and Jalen felt like they still had one more run at it. And, you know, but at the same time, they understood that Chris was the best player in college basketball. So they're like, all right, go get your money, bro. Um, but yeah, when that, all that stuff did come out with the like grand jury and all that shit about the, um, like getting gifts and cash and stuff like that. Um, I forget what was the guy's name that it all went through. Um, I can like see him in my mind's eye right now, but I cannot think of his name. Uh, apologies again. This is what happens when you go off the top, but basically there was a guy that gave money to Chris Weber and gave money to Jalen Rose. 
Jalen admitted to it and yes. testified that, yeah, that happened. And Chris lied about it, right. um, which that was that was my understanding. That's where the real beef started. Um, and then when Chris, Chris like dissed him too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he like threw dirt on him and like yeah. categorized him as like a guy that was taking advantage of him and was yeah, exploiting that- kids. But it's like, you know, that might be true to an extent. But like in, from Jalen's point of view, Jalen was a, a kid from West Detroit that didn't have anything. He had only lid in his pocket. So it's like right. he looked at that guy as someone that was that was taking care of him. So that was yeah that disagreement kind of led to it so i guess where my point is is like that was a beef that could have if those guys would have just like talked to each other then there's no reason to beef anymore but they just never did and it just kind of snowballed and grew and then it turned into Jalen making the fat five documentary chris weber noticeably not in it um then chris noticeably yeah very noticeably and then chris declining to be or chris then um more or less criticizing jalen for making the documentary about him and not so much about the team so yeah it's accurate which is again it's weird because like remember the what was it the louisville championship game was it that final four game or was it Another they one. all were in the same booth or whatever. They were on the same. Oh, but Chris wasn't, right? Right, it was, exactly. It was the four of them, and then Chris like was also at the game, but not there. Exactly. So it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, It's very high school. Exactly. It's like really petty. But so I would categorize that as one that's like, why are you beefing? That is a why are we beefing. Can I put Rondo and Ray Allen in that one? Can yeah. I put the 2009 Celtics? <laughs> just <laughs> the Celtics and everyone that had beef with. Are you are you including then Ray and like KG and Paul? That's what I'm saying. Like, like okay, so just that whole thing. There's that. Where, talk so to me. Help me here. Are the battle lines right now? As this beef is drawn, is it everyone versus Ray? That's so. That's how the beef was. I think, but I think I think Paul is cool with him now. I think Kendrick is too, Perk. Um, KG, I don't remember. I feel like no. I feel like he's still kind of salty about it. Um, and then Rondo, I think I think him and Ray just have like another – there's like a, a sub-level of beef under there. Because I think as the as secret base would tell it like – Rondo was becoming the other, the third, the the new third of the big three. Well, yeah, and Perkins Perkins says that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Ray wasn't having it. No, and then of course, then he goes to Miami, which is the team that they're battling against now all the time. Uh, which that's understandable. I would be upset about that too. So that would too. That one, that one hurts. That's a good. That's a good reason to have like professional beef with someone. Yeah, because then that transitions into the territory, just more rivalry beef. Yes, but, that does. And I think what that did, too, was it kind of like, like, it didn't really sound like Ray was, like, a part of the guys too much. Like, yeah. that team seemed really close-knit. Um, and then Ray just kind of, like, not saying he was, like, actively not participating, but he just, like, that just wasn't him. He just kind of more, like, did his own thing, kind of kept yep. to himself. And I think it kind of, rubbed them the wrong way and then once he left that was just kind of like 
it, it like more of like a confirmation bias type deal where it's like now all those little things that they didn't care for about Ray, like kind of like took center stage. But yeah, I think him and Paul Pierce made up recently. Um, and like Doc, I don't think has a problem with him either. So they're, they're moving along on that. Okay. How do you categorize the the three the three J's in Dallas? So the Jamal bring this one up, bro. Because <laughs> this one this was a fascinating one too. The Jamal Mashburn, Jason Kidd, and uh, Jim Jackson, Jimmy Jackson um, trio in Dallas. They only played what two seasons together, if even like before if. they had like to break that up. The um, the thing is. That one I call an unnecessary – that's an unnecessary beef. Mm, walk me through it. Yeah. Um, so moral of the story with that one, like on the court, there was – the. It's I, that's an unnecessary beef because I think the organization sucked. So Secret does a good job of like saying like, you know, the, co- the coaching was bad, the, the organization was bad. This is pre-Mark Cuban, Dallas, like mm-hmm. not, not great. So – you just have a bunch of guys that are like trying to be number one, but like any situation worth their bones or like someone could have gotten them together and say like, you guys want to win. Like we got to be able to work. Like you're not, the three of you collectively aren't so talented that this situation's impossible. Like right. you're a, a, an all-time point guard, a, an all-star wing player and like another really nice wing player. Yeah. Like this, plenty of teams have worked with this. Like this is this is not a problem. It's basically like if Westbrook, Durant, and Harden just like well, I don't know if that's a great example because they did end up breaking it up. Kind of beef. Oh. Yeah, but that was, but it, it'd be like yeah, yeah. It'd be more of like if they like after their second season just like completely imploded and just like all three of them just like didn't get along with each other. Um, but I mean, at the center of that though, is the, um, um, the Tony, was it Tony Braxton? Was that the singer? Yes. So that's, that, that is like, that's my favorite part about that story. Easily the favorite part. And I think that's why it lives on. It's the reason why we're talking about it almost 30 years later. I agree. Um, do you remember, okay. Do you remember how that love triangle, love square triangle, right? How that worked out? Cause that one was, um, it's a kid in Jackson. That's Kid and Jackson. I don't think Mashburn's with that. Um, nah, Mashburn's beef was just like I think his his beef was more of like he just wanted to get buckets and get minutes. And Mashburn's beef was I'm better than Jim Jackson. Like I yeah, and he was go Cats. But the the thing is, <laughs> I have to get my shine with past players because this year's team is trash. As we've covered, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well. But so okay. I um. Allegedly, that like someone's supposed to go on a date with Tony Braxton, and mm. then like that date falls through, and like Tony Braxton goes on a date with the other one. Yeah. Um, and then it's that's patently not true at all. Like no one went on any dates with Tony Braxton, and like the team, like w- the team hung out with her once, mm-hmm. but like no one, no one was going on any solo dates. And then they were talking about the Tony Braxton angle of that is she had an album coming out and so she was like yeah. being playfully coy about i don't kiss and tell like saying stuff like that so just completely not true situation i mean like 
Maybe. It, it's like kind of one of those NBA urban legends, you know, where it's I like, I was reading a piece, uh, we'll do a ringer shout out, Roger Sherman, reading his piece on the uh, flu game, uh, flu poisoning explanation in the last day. I said, kind of just breaking down like, like why it doesn't make sense, basically. Like, why would Michael Jordan do that? And his conclusion is, is because of the urban legend about him being hungover for that game and not actually sick. And so by making it food poisoning, it like those people off the scent about yeah. the hangover. So that's what I'm saying, man. This could be just one of those like urban legends where it's like someone denies it, but then it's like, ah, it could still be true. We don't know. So, yeah, which is uh, great beef. Oh, my goodness, man. All time beef. All time beef, man. Um, here's one I didn't get from the website, but I was thinking about because yeah. this was like the first one I thought of was uh, J.R. Smith versus Damon Jones. I don't know if you remember this from a few years ago, but remind me, please. Uh, it's basically so Damon Jones was a coach on the Cavaliers, and this was like as Cleveland was breaking up. Basically, I think LeBron had already left. Uh, JR just had the the incredible blunder in the finals. So it was like the following season. And so pretty much everything's falling apart in Cleveland. And there's some sort of altercation in the locker room, which result or not a locker room, but like a dining area or something like that in the facility where JR Smith throws a fucking bowl of soup at Damon Jones, who I'm reiterating is an assistant coach at this point and is no longer a player. Um eventually JR gets released. Um kind of just like hangs out eventually gets picked up by the Lakers later on down the road, but um, not really a beef, just kind of a, a moment in NBA beef history that uh, I just wanted to point out. No, that's a good, I, I'm glad you pointed that one out. That speaks to um, like, I've always wondered about when players become coaches, mm. and especially if like you go to a new team and you go to, uh, go to new situations, like, do you have to completely shed your prior experiences and then you're like a clean slate or are you still carrying some of your like i don't mess with this guy but now yeah. i'm like <gasps> oh my god that just reminds me why isn't there a video on this bro do fucking matt barnes and Derek fisher that's a beef <laughs> is that beef in, can, is there a conclusion to that beef that's an amazing beef by the way that's an incredible beef like uh, and I love Matt Bars for this because he'll be like, yeah, man, it's like, it's fine, it's whatever, but it's like, you know, I still beat his ass. Like, <laughs> it's kind of how he approaches it. So for those at home, I can't believe there's not a video on this. So, Let's okay, this kind of goes to what you were asking, though, of like, hey, what happens when a former player becomes a coach? Like, where's the transition? Do they have to, like, change their approach or whatever? Apparently, Derek Fisher did not change his approach as the head coach of the Knicks because he would famously, like, dm like players girlfriends or like message them and stuff like that um and eventually like down the road what happens is uh Derek fisher starts seeing matt barnes's ex-wife right ex-wife they yes. have two they have twins together um which isn't a problem which you know wouldn't be a problem except for him and matt were teammates in la for a brief period um and one night one of the kids called matt and seemed concerned or scared or something. That's of course, this is Matt's side of the story. Um, and so he hopped in his car and they, they said that the drive was not that long, but like the urban legend is that he drove an hour and a half. That's to, the thing. Yeah. He drove like 90 miles to go um, 
confront Derek Fisher basically. And they got into a physical altercation and um, that was kind of that, but not just an incredible, incredible beef. One that it seems like it still kind of simmers a little bit because I think Fisher and his ex-wife are still together too, right? I think they're engaged, married now, actually. But that's maybe why this video hasn't come out yet. I could be it. That could definitely stir up some hard feelings. But yeah, Matt Matt Barnes is not afraid of beef. But oh my goodness, what a legendary! You're, so one. you're totally right, RJ. The thing that makes that beef the 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 standout detail of that beef is the drive. Yeah, like even like Kanye, like um. I forget what the end of what song it's like um, 30 hours on life of Pablo. And he's just kind of like ranting at the end of the song doing Kanye stuff. And he's like, I'm about to, about to drive 90 minutes on some Matt Barnes shit or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and just super like super legendary moment uh, for the Matt Barnes lore. Do you think you have to get reheated after a 90 minute drive? How do you stay that mad? I feel like a, a comedian might have made this observation before, but it's like, what are you doing on that drive to keep yourself like at that level? You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that's your kids. And it's like, you, you he's going over there to protect his kids is like his mindset. Yes. So like, neither of us have kids. So it's like, you nope. know, it's hard to get into that mind space. But like, I there would definitely be a point where like, I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm pissed. And then like, I would take a second and be like, dude, am I kind of tripping right now? Like, let me chill out real quick. <laughs> like, and then, Dang, let me throw on a podcast or something really quick. I like, yeah, I want to exactly. use my time efficiently here. Dang. Yeah, exactly. Let me listen to Soul of Basketball and chill my ass out for a second. <laughs> like, yeah. But probably what it was, though, is he, he did kind of calm himself down and probably saw a fish and just probably lost his mind. So, I mean, it doesn't take much to get Matt Barnes going, so. That's a, uh, that's a great call, man. What an all-time beef. Hold on. I'm glad you asked that question because I would not have thought of – that would have been a crime on this podcast if we didn't bring up the Matt Barnes-Derek Fisher beef. Yes, it would have. Um, I'll, pivot, I'll pivot to one. Um, so the uh, Toronto versus Vince or Vince versus the city of Toronto, mm-hmm. which now that Vince is retired, like and – and the Raptors have been – like cool they've been they were doing they were they were honoring him at the end and they were doing tributes with him at the end um but the the detail about this one is vince's mom right is there parking space there's the parking space and there's the vince graduating from college ceremony i think are the two spicy yeah those are the the two big ones yeah well and then there's the part on vince's like on Vince's end where he couldn't stay healthy and it certainly didn't look like he was making an effort to get healthy, or at least that was the perception. Yeah. Um, dude, the, the whole Vince Carter's mom parking spot is like, it's, it's basically just like the Shonda rhymes and Disneyland fiasco or Disney world fiasco where they didn't get her family member a ticket. And so she fucking left and went to Netflix and made Bridgerton. And now it's just like, rolling in a big pile oh i didn't know she was on some stuff like that that's why yeah that's why she's not on abc anymore which is dope (laughs) i love it player (laughs) player empowerment right um who's is anybody in the wrong with the toronto vince situation the parking space is stupid it's dumb it's so petty (laughs) like like give the woman the parking space what are we doing here that's really dumb (laughs) The thing from 
the, the asterisk by like, why do you guys have a problem with Vince walking at his graduation ceremony? It was like, that was in the middle of the Eastern Conference, not the Eastern Conference Finals, the Eastern, Eastern Conference Semis? Yeah, it was like before game seven or before yeah, the elimination like, game. Against the Bucks, Like that was a... Uh, Sixers. Sixers. That was like up until very recently, the biggest series the Raptors had bet in. Yeah. Yeah, very, very true. So that is a big yeah. deal. Yeah. It's, so it's like he didn't miss the game. He didn't. So that wasn't, okay. That was more of like the players that had a problem with it, though. It wasn't so much of the organization, I don't think. I thought it was more of like the players were upset by it. Well, that's Which stupid, I, too. I mean, like, I don't know. I'd be kind of pissed, too, like, if you yeah. lose. Like, I get where Vince, I get where Vince is coming from, where it's like, if he pulls that off, that's such a cool story. That's like some Disney shit. Like, but yeah, bro, you're going against Allen Iverson in the playoffs. Both of you guys are, I think they both scored 50 points in the series at different times. Yeah. So it's a tight series. To your point, the best season that Toronto has had up until that point. It's like, graduation is cool, man, but it's like, come on. <laughs> That's like that's that's if I was his teammate. That would be my point of view. If I was that's his it. Okay, yeah. so there's a different perspective between like a teammate, yeah, fan, fan. I can I can totally see a fan's point of view of just like what the actual fuck are you doing, coach, coach, coach had to sign off though. So I mean, even if he is upset, that's on him. Coach Green with that probably, yeah. Same but, with the organization. That's why it's like right. organization can't be with them because somebody had to say like, hey, that's cool, go ahead. So, but hey, he's got a degree now, so good for him. Um, yep. Hopefully, hopefully putting that to use because I mean, what that was 2001, so it was 20 years ago when he got long that. <laughs> Very long time ago. Oh uh, man, time to dust off the old resume. Um, I guess like this kind of plays in with like institution versus player, but yep. Sheed versus the refs. That is an institution. Yeah. I mean, the she getting thrown out of a game for staring at a ref. Like, dude, mind you, okay, so, like, I was growing up in Portland in the yes. height of the Jailblazers, dude. Yeah. And, like, the Rashid stuff was hilarious. That whole team got boned constantly by the refs, just, like, fair or unfair. Uh, they got, like, a bad, bad stigma and – but Sheed was definitely the ringleader of that. And some of the reasons why he would get teed up or thrown out of games was just laughable sometimes. Like, absolutely made no sense. I'm laughing because of the video from the Western Conference Finals where mm-hmm. we, the ref was mic'd up. Whack, you're gone, Sheed. Whack, yeah. Whack. <laughs> get away from me, Steve. Get away from me. <laughs> He's trying to intimidate me, Steve. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious, dude. Like... Because, yeah, I remember watching that game live when it was happening. And I remember my dad just, like, basically losing his mind. Just like, what? Yeah. what? You, can't, you can't just throw a man out for staring at you. But um, and that's I wonder if you went, like, case by case, identities removed. I bet, I bet Sheed has points, bro. Like, those calls on Sheed – were terrible yeah i mean he I, I, 
so this is kind of the not fun part about the beef like there there definitely is like a little bit of like racial like underlying with that beef like definitely because i mean like early 2000s wasn't exactly known for their um promotion of diversity i guess let's say you know <laughs> like the uh the black athlete in particular wasn't exactly like the days of Jordan as like the glowing role model are over and now it's like Iverson and a bunch of, you know, thugs or whatever. And like the thing to keep in mind with that is, is uh, Damon and Sheed were the first guys that like really have tattoos and cornrows. Like they were the first guys to do it. And Iverson was really the one, like he did around the same time, but like he was the one that kind of took it to the forefront. The fact that they're in Portland, which has like a, a weird racial history as well, doesn't help either. Like, she you're right she has some points man like there is some definitely some stuff going on there yeah you you you, you said that very well um and I, th- I think you were being kind in your assessment of, of that um, yeah <laughs> it, it was rather ex- rather explicit if you look back on all that stuff and you look back on the team that was called the quote-unquote jailblazers and yeah you know, not a great look for portland's troubled history like yeah. you said to, to say the least, yeah. And then, yeah. of course, yeah, it didn't help, too, that um, Donahue was pretty involved with the Blazers as well, too. I think he, he refed a couple of really big games of theirs, and, of course, he would go on to be disgraced NBA referee. So Totally was. She might be on to something, man. Might be on to something. I'm inclined to believe she did anything, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Here's another one that there's not a video for yet, I don't think. Uh, but speaking of Blazers, Russ and Dame. A good one. A really good one. Where do you classify that one? I think that's more of a rivalry. Yeah. One. I think that's what it is. Because that one started really early, too, with them. And it was, like, something that, like, you didn't notice right away. But you would just notice, like, Russ just trying to punk Dame. Like, if it was, like, a free throw, he would, like, knock the ball out of his hands or something like that. Like real childish shit. And then as they both started to get really competitive with the Blazers and the Thunder, who I think are in the same division, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, because they didn't reset everything when Seattle got boned. Yeah, where's the Seattle versus the NBA beef rank for you? (laughs) It's a whole, that's a whole podcast. Yeah, so we'll we'll put that one on the back burner. But so is that, because I know they try to downplay it as far as like a rivalry, like Damon Russ at least try to downplay it with the media, but it's like, where do you rank or see that in the beef history books? I see that as a continuation of like a, the, the class it's that's the classic NBA. Who's the best point guard. Mm. Like that's what we've been doing. That's what we do for all time. That's um, the one I'm staring at right now that I was about to bring up actually was Chris Paul and Rondo. So oh, like, oh, 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 love that one. You have um, you have in these you have in these different eras. You have like these point guard duels, and yeah. you need you need you want your best player. You want your floor general. You want your leader to convey that to convey the gravitas to convey the swag to um to manage the team like that. So. Really, really doesn't surprise me that two ultra competitive alphas would would bark at each other from time to time. Yeah, like that. That to me is a, like you said, a pure professional. Yeah, 
like you were on each other's corner type of beef. I wonder if that's still the same way now that Russ isn't in the conference anymore. Cause it is different when you're playing someone four times, at least four times in a year versus just twice. So I'm curious to see that next time they play. I'm sure there, I'm sure there is though. Do you want to talk you know, about that's C- a really good point. That's a good point about geography and how, and how that all relates. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what uh, makes the CP and Rondo one interesting is like, they didn't really play each other that often. Right. Cause the CP Rondo one's interesting. That's a great point. The CP Rondo one is like, they don't start playing each other too, obviously until like later in their, in their careers. On like a more frequent level. With them though, was that was like, was it like a weird Team USA thing? Or there was like, there was like a little thing that happened. It was like a comment or something like that. Like, but it kind of starts off in that like, why we beefing category. Now, obviously, anytime somebody gets punched in the face, you know, then that escalates the beef a little yeah. bit, which my goodness, man, I don't think I've ever been more proud to be a Los Angeles Lakers fan than on the night fucking Rondo snuck Chris Paul on national TV, uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful sight. But um, that one doesn't really seem like that's a real beef anymore either, though, or at least like it's just never brought up. Maybe not. Maybe that's maybe that's died down. Maybe they're just a. That's what that was. Your your point was only a couple of years ago. Yeah, only a few years ago. It could it could erupt. CP's in Phoenix. Ooh. I mean, obviously Rondo's in Atlanta, so ah, yeah, could yeah. happen. CP's in the gym, man. He's working on the hands. <laughs> My favorite part of that whole thing was Brandon Ingram just like all the way at half court, sees what's going on, sprints in, throws like six jabs and doesn't hit a fucking soul. Like <laughs> he comes in, comes in hot, no questions asked. It's on site. He's ready to go. And it just doesn't, thankfully it doesn't connect with anybody. But like when you go and watch the video, it is just like, it is the funny part of the video. <laughs> Do you remember how, like, did he get did he get suspended or anything for that? Oh yeah, there was definitely suspensions for sure. So once you once you leave the bench and once you commit yourself to it, so he was on the floor because he had just right. started so, the I'm whole saying, thing. Like, yeah, he doesn't get suspended if he like stays on the bench or whatever, you know. So or like, oh, yeah, you know, doesn't get involved is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. like, if you're gonna get involved, like get involved, get involved. Yeah. So yeah, that is. For, from a him standpoint, like that's the worst case scenario is you got involved, you got suspended, you got fined, but you didn't True. get it. You've already gotten teed up. It's like, you might as well just get thrown out at this yeah, point and figure it out. <laughs> right. If you're going to foul him, foul. Yeah, exactly. Did you, you, cause I'm sure you've seen the video. Do you think Rondo actually spat on him or what happened there? Oh, I have seen that video. I just haven't seen it in like a minute, but um, the spit, the <laughs> Well, RJ, the science of spit here. Um, <laughs> I could see Rondo doing that shit. I can too, and I can see him doing it super sly the way it looks too, like yep. making it look like he's just breathing hard. But no, I could totally, totally see that. Yes. Oh man, good stuff. What a great beef. That was, that was another great moment in just beef history where it came and went. Um, I don't know. Oh, Thinking about Lakers. Oh, go for it. Shaq and Dwight. That beef's been going on forever. A beef over a nickname? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, okay, like, 
Dwight definitely, I wouldn't say tried to swagger Jack Shaq a little bit, but yeah. like he more or less was running the playbook, like doing almost exactly everything the way Shaq would do it. Everything from being a big man in Orlando to the like oversized personality and definitely the stealing the nickname though is like what did it for Shaq is Shaq in the right with the Dwight beef yes is he in the right for still beefing about it like 12 years later that one I'll give him okay (laughs) I'm reinforced that I don't hate Shaq That's just going to be the new conspiracy of the podcast is like, God, I, Kevin just hates Shaq. I just can't really stand him. Shaq. No, I, 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 I stand with Shaq on this one. That, that one, that is a, that is a fine call out Shaq. And, mm-hmm. and that one is deserved. I'll pivot to one that even though I don't hate Shaq, I'll pivot to one that like he, that's a little bit more confusing besides Donovan Mitchell is <laughs> The bullying of JaVale McGee. Yeah, that see that one's just on call for. It's like the reverse of what we were talking about to start the show. Yeah. What did JaVale do to Shaq? Nothing. Literally nothing. <laughs> like it literally just existed. Not one it. thing. Played really hard in a basketball game. So yeah, so that was like the opposite of what we were talking about, where Shaq is just taking pot shots at somebody that one isn't at the time was not even that relevant. Right. Um I need to revisit that one because I don't remember all the details on that. I just remember it got it got pretty ugly at one point. The mom, remember the mom got involved. That was it. Okay, yeah. I was trying to remember if Pam was involved or not. That's the that's the um, the flashing detail of that one is mom's got involved. Yep, which is never good. Never good. <laughs> never a good sign, man. Um, here's a fun one, man. What about Zebo and Blake? This is a fun one, and. Wow, you could write a whole paper on like the symbolism of this beef because Sibo mm. just re- just grounded pound grindhouse, Blake, Lob City dunks. Yep. Obviously, obviously, stand with Zebo on this one, RJ. I think. I mean, yeah, I love Zebo. I would never, never go against Zebo. Um, that one, I think we chalk up. Is that more of like we were talking about with Damon Russ, where it was more of that just like professional rivalry? Because um, there was nothing, uh, there was a couple of things said in the media as far as just like, I think tactics, I think. Like it was kind of like Jordan calling out Lambeer, which of course, like the Pistons versus the Bulls is like the archetype for like that kind of rivalry where high flyer, flashy future of the league versus the old guard just beat the shit out of you type of team. I think that's right. I think that, um, like you said, anything in the media was just part, part of the part of the professional gaming. Um, the I, the Zebo knew what he was doing, and I think in, oh, yeah. Blake Blake knew what he was doing too. Like it that that beef is a pro- love hello. That's a professional stylistic um, decision. There. Gotcha. That was a that was a, <laughs> a video a a beef history video about to auto load that I had to say no no to. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, got always stand with Zebo on that one. Um, try to see any other ones. Did we talk about Hakeem and the Rockets yet? I was literally looking at that one. Good. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> so, like that—that that fits with um, 
the with Vincent Toronto. So like you have like player versus organization. And in this one, you got to go, you got to go with Akeem, right? You, you got to say that I think his points about the Rockets not doing enough at the time were incredibly valid. And I stand with the player as I want to do. And this was, this was one that got brought up when James Harden was trying to force his way out and people were trying to find examples of when organizations just say no and just hold on to the player. And, you know, they hung out in Akeem and Akeem won two titles for him. So that would have been the argument to keep James Harden. But um, no, I mean, Akeem, it made sense with Akeem, like where he's coming from. He's a generational talent. And, you know, it's not like the organization's always been known to be a brand like the right way, you know, especially kind of in the, like the 80s. Um, they were kind of the Bulls traveling cocaine circus before the Bulls traveling cocaine circus, you know, allegedly. So, you know, this is an organization with some issues, but um, yeah, I'll start with Akeem on that one too. Um, last beef I had written down was the Payson or the Pistons, the Pacers and the Pistons um, really culminates in Malice in the Palace, but like that was like a good solid, like two year long beef that culminated into that. And that was strictly that was division rivalry. That was the playoffs. That was rough styles of play on both sides. Um, just a really fun rivalry, though, until it got to the point that it did. Yeah, that one's two teams that don't like each other, play each other frequently, playing hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't like a petty situation involved with that one, right? Like. You, 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 what you had in, in those cases, whereas you had a bunch of personalities that were conducive to things like, like Reggie's kind of a fire starter. Yeah. Like wherever Reggie's at, like, you know, Re Reggie will hit his shots and like, look at you and like whis whisper, yell something in, do a choking motion. He'll do all sorts of things to get you going. And then of course, like you have Ron. Um, mm, who's just a loose yeah. cannon. <laughs> yeah. Like you have um, stack. Captain Jack over there. Captain Jack on that Pacers team. So that's like, that's a good, that's a crew of like three guys who are, they, um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit, right? So mm -hmm. you have them and then you have the whole, like the Detroit Pistons, a franchise built on that. Like that's, yep. that's like in their bylaws about how they operate as a basketball team, except for like maybe right now, but like, when they're when they're at their best, they're playing Detroit Pistons basketball. That wasn't that was pre-04 though. They played each other in the playoffs in 2003. No, 2004. Okay, 2003 well, and 2004. That's the championship Pistons? Yeah. They had to beat them to get to the finals. Yeah, that's who they, they played to get to the finals. I think. So on on that team alone, then is Ben, Sheed. Sheed, yeah. Sheed famously the 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 peacemaker in the uh in the brawl situation, but probably starting shit though every other night. Once again, I think when we review it, more often than not, Sheed's in the right. More often than not, man, ball doesn't lie. Ball He's, don't lie. Ball don't lie, man. He's in the right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that was a fun little rivalry. So I mean that was all the ones I had written down. Is there any other ones? 
Mm-hmm. Or are there any other ones that maybe come to mind that like you're looking forward to seeing a video about or hearing about? Ones that come to mind that I'm looking forward to seeing a video about. I can't think of any. I'm sorry. It's all good. I would be interested to see hmm, what'd be a good one. I mean, Russ and KD was pretty short lived. Nothing really came out of that though. They had like kind of a friction moment on the court, but then besides that, they've been cool ever since. So you could just do a whole thing following KD. True, Draymond and KD. Yeah, all of them. Oh, that like now that one, that one would be tight. Yeah, because that one. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks that happen. Yes, a lot of a lot of details that have been left out. I feel like. Oh, dude, the fucking Rockets and the Clippers when they were going to scrap. And, like, wasn't there the diversion by Clint Capella at the door or whatever? And then, like, a bunch of the Rockets tried to, like, bum rush the Clippers. This happened a few years ago. Is I don't this know. the one the cops got called to and, like, everyone on the TNT yeah. set was roasting them for calling the cops? Yeah, yeah, it was that one. It was, like, there was this, like, secret tunnels in the Staples yes. Center. And, like, Chris Paul used to play there, so he knew where the where like, to go. Like, I would love a just deep dive oral history on just what exactly happened on that night. Um, Because that'd be a good one. Um, Trying to think if there's really anything else. Just like a serial podcast on just like all the different ways Jordan antagonized people (laughs) just throughout history. Just the different random beefs he would have. Lambeard and Bird's a good one. That one's... Like a blood rivalry, though they seriously dislike. Yeah, they seriously disliked each other. Um, trying to think, classic beefs. I think that that's all the ones that come to mind for me, at least for now. So, think we did it. So, we talked some beef. Talk some beef. What's beef? So RJ Liggins, Kevin Reed again with the Shorts and Goggles podcast. You can check us out on Spotify, Breaker FM, Google Podcasts. Um, I think that's everyone. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Shorts Goggles Pod. We'll be back next week with uh, some more content for you guys. In the meantime, peace. Yeah.